0: Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you're a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this work, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen, learn, and take action. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to bring to you a story from the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, one of the things I want you all to remember is that being rich does not equal success. The definition of success, as I talked about in the very first episode, has many different steps to it. And It is really creating what you truly feel inside is your purpose and that you have great passion or obsession in doing whatever it is that you decide to do in this life and love doing it each and every day. This story is about a man who had a desire to be the great Thomas Edison's partner, not just work for him, but be his partner. I will help you understand some certain key and very important points of what success really looks like. So enjoy the story, and we'll be back to discuss it at the end. The man who thought his way into partnership with Thomas Edison. Truly thoughts are things and powerful things at that when they are mixed with definiteness of purpose, persistence, and a burning desire for their translation into riches or other material objects. A little more than 30 years ago, Edwin C. Barnes discovered how true it is that men really do think and grow rich. His discovery did not come about at one sitting. It came little by little, beginning with a burning desire to become a business associate of the great Edison. One of the chief characteristics of Barnes' desire was that it was definite. He wanted to work with Edison, not for him. Observe carefully the description of how he went about translating his desire into reality, and you will have a better understanding of the 13 principles which lead to riches. When this desire or impulse of thought first flashed into his mind, he was in no position to act upon it. Two difficulties stood in his way. He did not know Mr. Edison, and he did not have enough money to pay his railroad fare to Orange, New Jersey. These difficulties were sufficient to have discouraged the majority of men from making any attempt to carry out the desire. But his was no ordinary desire. He was so determined to find a way to carry out his desire that he finally decided to travel by blind baggage rather than be defeated. To the uninitiated, this means that he went to East Orange on a freight train. He presented himself at Mr. Edison's laboratory and announced he had come to go into business with the inventor. In speaking of the first meeting between Barnes and Edison years later, Mr. Edison said, He stood before me, looking like an ordinary tramp, but there was something in the expression of his face which conveyed the impression that he was determined to get what he had come after. I had learned from years of experience with men, That when a man really desires a thing so deeply that he is willing to stake his entire future on a single turn of the wheel in order to get it he is sure to win i gave him the opportunity he asked for because i saw he had made up his mind to stand by until he succeeded subsequent events proved that no mistake was made just what young Barnes said to mr edison on that occasion was far less important than that which he thought. Edison himself said so. I could not have been the young man's appearance which got him his start in the Edison office, for that was definitely against him. It was what he thought that counted. If the significance of this statement could be conveyed to every person who reads it, there would be no need for the remainder of this book. Barnes did not get his partnership with Edison on his first interview. He did get a chance to work in the Edison offices at a very nominal wage, doing work that was unimportant to Edison, but most important to Barnes because it gave him an opportunity to display his merchandise, quote unquote, where he is his intended partner could see it. Months went by. Apparently nothing happened to bring the coveted goal, which Barnes had set up in his mind as his definite major purpose. But something important was happening in Barnes's mind. He was constantly intensifying his desire to become the business associate of Edison. Psychologists have correctly said that when one is truly ready for a thing, it puts in its appearance. Barnes was ready for a business association with Edison. Moreover, he was determined to remain ready until he got that which he was seeking. He did not say to himself, "Ah, oh, well, what's the use? I guess I'll change my mind and try for salesman's job. But he said, did say, I came here to go into business with Edison and I'll accomplish this end if it takes the remainder of my life. He meant it. What a different story men would have to tell if only they would adopt a definite purpose and stand by that purpose until it had time to become an all-consuming obsession. Maybe young Barnes did not know at the time, but his bulldog determination, his persistence in standing back of a single desire, was destined to mow down all opposition and bring him the opportunity he was seeking. When the opportunity came, it appeared in a different form and from a different direction than Barnes had expected. That is one of the tricks of opportunity. It has a sly habit of slipping in by the back door and often it comes disguised in the form of misfortune or temporary defeat. Perhaps this is why so many fail to recognize opportunity. Mr. Edison had just perfected a new office device known at that time as the Edison Dictating Machine, now the Ediphone. His salesmen were not enthusiastic over the machine. They did not believe it could be sold without great effort. Barnes saw his opportunity. It had crawled in quietly, hidden in a queer-looking machine, which interested no one but Barnes and the inventor. Barnes knew he could sell the Edison Dictating Machine. He suggested this to Edison and promptly got his chance. He did sell the machine. In fact, he sold it so successfully that Edison gave him a contract to distribute and market it all over the nation. Out of that business association grew the slogan, Made by Edison and Installed by Barnes. This business alliance had been in operation for more than 30 years. Out of it, Barnes has made himself rich in money, but he has done something infinitely greater. He has proved that one really may think and grow rich. How much actual cash that original desire of Barnes has been worth to him, I have no way of knowing. Perhaps it has brought him two or three million dollars, but the amount, whatever it is, becomes insignificant when compared with the greater asset he acquired in the form of definite knowledge that an intangible impulse of thought can be transmitted into its physical counterpart by the application of known principles. Barnes literally thought himself into a partnership with the great Edison. He thought himself into a fortune. He had nothing to start with except the capacity to know what he wanted and the determination to stand by that desire until he realized it. He had no money to begin with. He had but little education. He had no influence, but he did have initiative, faith, and the will to win. With these intangible forces, he made himself number one with the greatest inventor who ever lived. Now let us look at a different situation. So the opening sentence was thoughts are things and powerful things at that when they are mixed with definite purpose persistence and a burning desire simply stated this means that the more you focus on a thought the more you have the ability to bring that into your life now that can work both ways if it's something that is not very positive or beneficial to you you can ultimately create that in your life But imagine how powerful that can be if it's something that you really want to have. So when you have this thought in your mind, remember, there are certain steps that the author Napoleon Hill stated that need to happen. So in talking about his story of Edwin C. Barnes, it started with a clear and definite desire. He wanted to work for Thomas Edison and wanted to make that desire a reality. He was very clear on exactly what he wanted. Clarity of what your desired goal is and desire of how much you want it is what is going to ultimately motivate you to see how much effort you will put into it, whether it's an A on a math test or getting into a specific college or university. uh, The clarity and how much you want it is ultimately going to decide the outcome of your goal. A lot of times people stop doing what they do because they think it's going to be too hard or they don't have the right circumstances at the moment to get them to that point. For example, this man had no money and he didn't even know Thomas Edison, but he took action. He went to where he knew Edison would be and he found a way to get there, which if you don't know what a freight train is, it's a a cargo train with the cargo in the back and you can just hop on the one of the cars on the train, and away he went. The next thing uh, we want to notice is that he did go and speak with Thomas Edison. Edison saw something in him, as he stated, but obviously he wasn't going to automatically become Edison's partner. He's a stranger. So having that open mind, he at least got his foot in the door and started working for Edison. His determination and his ability to say, okay, I went and I'm going to at least start working for him and not say the opposite. Okay, I went, at least I tried um, and is giving up. So if you think that you're going to automatically go straight to the top or get exactly what you want on the first try, you're probably not going to do it. Each little thing has its way of showing itself. Now, you might have a really big end goal. But it's those little steps, those small steps. This man's big end goal was being Thomas Edison's partner. However, he's not going to get it. I'm just walking in and say, hey, I want to be your partner. However, he took that first step. His first step was finding a way to go and see Edison and talk to him. His second step was taking an entry level job. So he was there every day. And he stayed ready for any opportunity that might be brought to him. For him to create the next step, which would get him closer to his purpose of becoming Edison's partner. The key point here is that months went by. Sometimes even years go by for some people. Effort is put in. Things happen. And I love when the author says, and I quote, What a different story men would have to tell if only they would adopt a definite purpose. Clarity. And then not just a definite purpose, stand by that purpose until it had time to become an all-consuming obsession. This is why a lot of times people that want something or have a goal stop. Because when a door closes, they don't give an opportunity for something else to open. And I like what it says, he could have said, okay, I've been here for a, few, for a month, nothing's happened, I'm just going to get a sales job. But when you look, not just at this story, but any person's story who has created success for themselves today, meaning they reached that ultimate goal they were striving for, uh, there were many times that they were rejected and told no. But what is the difference between them and anybody else? They did not give up because they wanted it so much that they kept on working and finding another way. And then, as you see, an opportunity came and it presented itself. He saw this opportunity to take the next step and say, I will sell your Ediphone when all of his salespeople said, no, I will do it. It was his way to then personally show Thomas Edison to bring him to the next step, one step closer to his goal of becoming his partner. So what I want you to take away here is this. Any thought you have that you really truly want can ultimately become reality. It all depends on how clear it is and how much you really want it. What's your desire? And if you're willing to put in the work and take the steps, as well as muster through the ups and downs, because like Nadine Jane said, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, life um, is like a heartbeat. That's how you know you are alive. When you look at an EKG um, that shows the uh, heartbeat, it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Accept and embrace those moments of what many people call failure. But it's not failing. It's only failure When you give up, sometimes we need to take the perspective that something better might be coming along. If we just choose to accept that how we think it might happen in our mind might really look differently in real life. So, for example, if you're looking to be on a sports team or get in a certain university because of a certain program, that may have, and maybe you get rejected, or maybe you don't get on that sports program. Um, let's remember on the sports team, one thing, sometimes the way that the road works isn't the way you have it paved in your mind. And I'll give you my own personal example. When I was in high school, I wanted to go and study at the University of Virginia. I wanted to be accepted into their Italian language program, um, is one of the best in the country. And I was rejected and did not get in. So I went to a different college. However, seven years later, when I was ready to do my master's degree, I had applied again. And again, I got turned down because I applied late. However, the following year, they sent me an email and asked me if I was still interested in the program, that they would have accepted me the year before, but they had already had all of their applicants chosen. Now, look at that. I had that thought in my mind I really wanted it it was a desire that I had it was there and it came true not what I wanted it to it showed itself at the time that it needed to be shown in my life so I'm going to leave you with one more example someone you probably know a little bit better and it's Michael Jordan he was cut from the basketball team in high school But instead of saying, oh, I'm not good for basketball. I'm going to go play soccer or do something else. He said, no, I'm going to go and get better at basketball and work hard because I truly love this game. And this is what I want you to notice. It was clear and it was definite. So the next time you think maybe a door has been closed on you or you didn't get exactly what you wanted when you really wanted it. Think that maybe there's another direction because when one door closes, eventually another door opens to still get you to where you want to go. If you truly have the desire and the determination and clarity for what it is that you want. This is Christy Maggio. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. Share this with all your friends and family and remember if you believe you can achieve. Till next time.